We're almost ready to go home. It's raining. You don't want to go anywhere right now. The woman with the issue of blood, she had an issue for 12 years. She went to all the physicians, spent all the money she had. She didn't get any better. She only got worse. But then she heard Jesus and what he was doing. And so she said to herself, look at somebody and say, she said to herself. You got to speak to yourself. Look at somebody and say, you got to talk to yourself. Say, she said to herself. She kept saying to herself. Say, faith comes by hearing. And faith has a voice. And she said to herself. She found a place of contact. She said, if I can touch. She said to herself, there's a point of contact. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Do you know when she got, she pressed to the crowd, she touches the hem of his garment, and she was immediately cured. Look at somebody and say, immediately. She said, immediately she felt in herself. Look at somebody and said, she said to herself, and she felt in herself. And Jesus said to her, your faith, look at somebody and say, your faith has made you whole. And every one of us have a measure of faith. The question is, what are you doing with your faith? Are you letting the enemy use your faith to believe things that are not from God? Or are you using your faith to believe what God says? You know what's interesting about the people that are in the Bible? They didn't have a Bible. They didn't have this. They didn't have a Bible. They heard stories of other people's breakthrough and they believed God. That's why testimonies are so powerful. Because if God did it for him, then God can do it for me. Because God is not a respecter of persons. But he felt in himself that he was healed. Say, faith is a substance. The spirit of faith, it's a substance. You can feel it when it's there. And this is faith week, fam. You're going to get this, you're going to get, you're going to get substance put on the inside of you. And you're going to speak to your mountains. You're going to speak and create with the substance that God gives you. Can you say amen? amen. See, that's how the law of faith works. You believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. Look at somebody and say, faith is not in the head. Faith is of the heart. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that He died and God raised Him from the dead, and it's through your confession. So faith believes and faith speaks. Look at somebody and say, you believe it in your heart 
You speak it with your mouth. Do you know that you can draw information from two places? Look at somebody and say, you can draw information from two places. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it tells us that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. This is verse 10. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Say, the Holy Spirit is like Google. He searches the mind of God for information. He's a search engine. For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So if you got the Holy Ghost, you have a search engine that can search the thoughts of God and God can show you something. It says, no one can know a person's thoughts except that own, that own, that shaka semembre, thoughts except that person's own spirit. I don't know your thoughts. You only know your thoughts. Your spirit knows your thoughts. Is this true? Now, I might get a moment where God says to me, this person is thinking that, and then I'll answer that while I'm preaching. But you are the only one that knows your thoughts. Well, I'm here to tell you that no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the spirit of the world. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. You see, your belief system, it's in your Noah. That's what we call it. Everybody say the Noah. <clears throat> and you can know things in your heart that contradict things that are in your head. Look at somebody and say, you can draw information from two places. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual cannot receive truth from God's Spirit. We can't blame the world for what they believe. You can't blame the world for what they believe because they have the Spirit of the world in them. And when you have the spirit of the world in you, you are shut off from the spirit of God. And you cannot know your identity. You cannot know anything about who God created you to be. You are blind. You, your mind has been blinded by the spirit of the world. And you cannot see what God has for you. But when you get the Holy Ghost, oh, that spirit of the world is no longer there. You have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And if you've got the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, you can know the thoughts of God. How many of you would like to know what God thinks about you? Mm. How many of you would like to know what God thinks about your kids? 
How would you like to know what God thinks about your spouse? About your co-workers? Look at somebody and say, you can get information from two places. It says, but people who are on spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. They cannot understand it. For those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. People who do not have the Spirit of God don't understand you, so don't let them evaluate what God thinks. How are you going to let somebody who has the Spirit of the world tell you what they think about what the Spirit of God said to you? God said we're going to build schools in the nation of Kenya. And in the next 10 years, we'll build a national model that will be adopted by other nations. You tell that to an unbeliever, they'll look at you like you're foolish and you're stupid. God, how are you going to do that? You don't let unspiritual unbelievers evaluate. You don't put your pearl before the swine. You don't tell people who cannot discern God or know truth the personal things the Lord has said to you. They'll trample on it and they'll mock you and they'll run over you. For those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So the Holy Spirit searches the mind of God. So I can get info from two places. I can get information from my mind, or I can get information from the mind of Christ. Say, that's on the inside of me. And this is faith week. You're going to draw from the mind of Christ this week. You're going to know things that are in the heart of God for you. Things that your eye hasn't seen, that your ear hasn't heard, that hasn't been even imagined by your mind. Because there's things that God has prepared for you that you don't know about. Look at somebody and say, surprise. Oh, it's going to be one of those weeks where God's going to surprise you and show you things to come. Can you say amen? Say, this is my week. I'm coming ready to see, to hear, and to know what the Spirit of God is saying. Say, I'm coming to get wisdom. Say, wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire compares with her. Say, from the mouth of the Lord comes wisdom and understanding. Say, I'm going to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Say, I have access through the Holy Ghost to the mind of God. And I can tap into that. And I'm going to tap into it. In Jesus' name. You know, 
it's very important that we understand that the Bible leads us to Jesus. And Jesus leads us to the Father. But when you come to the Father, you're led by His heart. I don't think you get it. Because once you come into relationship with the Father, then God speaks His thoughts into you, and His thoughts become your desires. That's now life because you got it out of the heart of God. See, that's where you find real life. When you discover what's in the heart of God for you and you say yes to it, oh, you begin to walk in life and life more abundantly. When you live by the spirit of the world, you walk in death. Because you draw information from the world system. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's no peace when you follow the spirit of the world. But I tell you, when you tap the Spirit of God and you find that true relationship with the Lord and you learn to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost instead of some familiar spirit that you think is God. There's a spirit of the world that speaks to you. It sounds so real because you hear a voice and you believe that voice, but that voice isn't the Spirit of God. And you don't get the Spirit of God until you get the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. You can believe in Jesus and still hear the voice of the spirit of the world. I got saved when I was 16, but I, I was following the spirit of the world. Look at somebody and say, you better get the Holy Ghost. So get the Holy Ghost to fill your temple. That's what this whole thing's about. That we could get God's presence back on the inside of us. That we walk with God. Romans, Romans 8.14, I think. Let's double check my, uh, let's check my, uh, my uh, coordinates. What I say? Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 15. Now, 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So if you have not received a spirit, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. See, when you get the Holy Ghost, He comes into your spirit, and suddenly you know there's a Father in heaven that loves you. That's where your identity kicks in, because you know God. You come to know Him, because the Holy Spirit gives you access to the heart of the Father. Look at somebody and tell them, you need the Holy Ghost. Believing in Jesus, step number one. But Jesus said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So if Jesus has this gift for us, I think we should get it. 
Look at someone and say, you're going to get it. If you're going to be around pure, you're either going to get it or you're going to run away. But you're going to get it. Say, say I'm going to get it. Say, I ain't running away. And then when you find relationship with the Father, your prayer life begins to change. Because God actually talks back to you. And you hear it on the inside of you. Sometimes it's a still, small voice of the Holy Ghost. And when you come to know His voice, you'll no longer follow a stranger's voice. You'll let His voice lead you and guide you. And that's what we're believing God for. Amen. That you're going to hear from heaven this week. That God is going to speak. And God is going to deposit faith substance in your heart. And then you're going to believe what God said and you're going to speak what God said. And together we're going to create a brand new future for us all to live in. Can you say amen? Because whenever God speaks to you, you're going to speak. The Bible says he shows you things to come. The Holy Spirit shows you things that are coming. So that means if they're coming, they're not in your life yet. And so you start speak what's coming. I'm talking about Kenya, what's coming. Why? Because I've seen it. Because I know it. Because I believe it. So I speak it. And we're going to see it become a reality. Look at the person next to you say, we're going to see our faith work. We're going to see our faith produce results. It's not dead faith. Dead faith is faith that has no corresponding action. We're not just going to be hearers of what God says. We're going to do what God says. And you know, when you walk up to the grocery store, I love doing this. And the grocery doors open. How many guys do that? Come on, come on, put it there. Put it there. You just Star Wars moment. You walk up to the grocery store. That's right. Ladies, you should try it. I swear it's good. It's fantastic. You see, when you come into proximity to where God told you to be, something opens. If you don't walk to where God told you, told you to go, nothing opens for you. So we're waiting to see it before we'll believe it. But God said, no, believe what I said and step and the door will open. So that's what we're going to do. When you hear God say something, you say what God says, and then you act on what God said. And then we'll see what God said. You see, the Bible says God said, and then he saw. And what he saw was good. That's how it works. God says it, we'll see it, and it'll be good. So there's some brand new things coming into our lives. That are going to be good. Who wants, who's ready for some good things? Who's ready for some amazing things? Oh, we're at the door. We're at the door of seeing and hearing. And then we're going to see it birth. Can you say amen? Say it's going to go from a dream in my heart to a reality in my life. You know, if you look at, the, at Mary, you look at her story. The angel appears to Mary and says, Greetings, favored woman. That's fantastic. Imagine an angel show up and say, greetings. And the angel said to her, you're going to birth the son. 
This is going to be his name. He's going to be very great. His kingdom will never end. And Mary said to the angel, be it unto me according to your word. When you believe what God says, there's a spiritual impregnation that takes place. God's word conceives in your heart. Nine months later, she had a baby boy. That means what God says can become a reality in your life. The dream can become actual. And so everything God says has the power to go from the invisible to the visible. Because God created everything out of nothing. And if we are God's children, then what God shares from His thoughts, He says, son, daughter, do it for me. Through your hands, if you believe, nothing is impossible. How many of you are ready to see God birth something in the earth through a bride that is pure, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish? God, I am your servant. Birth through me anything you want established in the earth. If you want a kingdom business, I'm your man. If whatever you want, God, do it through me. I am your servant and I'm available at your hand to serve you in any capacity you want. So you've got to be ready to serve the Lord. That means you've got to lay your life down to say, I will birth in the earth and I will raise up and I will watch over the spiritual thing that you've given me to steward. What do you want me to steward for you, Lord? And that means no matter what anybody else is doing, I will be found at my post and I will be doing what God called me and established me to do. I don't care which prophet is where. If it interferes with me being at my post, I ain't going there because I'm not disobeying God. I will be found faithful when he returns in the position that he called me to. And I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than live in the tent of the wicked. When I came to the United States, I came with a word. And I had a little bag. Twenty dollars. That's all I had. And you look at what God has given me because I said, yes, God. And if you will just take what God says, even though you have nothing, God will bring the increase. Because God's word will never fail. Because God watches over his word to perform it. And if you can get just one word from the Lord, you found favor from the king. And all of heaven's resources are at your disposal to bring to pass what God said is yours. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I was driving down the road, driving a lot lately. And the Lord said to me, 
You know that scripture? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm driving down the car and that scripture just pops off on the inside of me. And I'm like, the Lord is my shepherd. And I have no want. There's nothing that I want that I don't have. I have everything that I wa- I've ever wanted. I have it right now and more. And to me, I don't know about you, but I don't care about stuff anymore. I used to care about stuff. Because I thought stuff and titles and degrees and all these things made you who you're supposed to be. And so you run, you run in that rat race to try and gain all these things that you think are going to make you happy. But then when you attain them, if you don't have peace in your heart, if you don't have this peace with God in your heart, they mean nothing. And everything we get is temporary. It rusts, it decays, it gets stolen, it gets destroyed. So you might have it for a season, but eventually it fades away and it's not an everlasting thing. But now when I think about real treasure, I think, I think about my children knowing the voice of God and having dreams and visions and encounters with the Lord. And now they know what God has for their lives and they're stepping into that thing God has for them. You see, to me, that's more important than any money you can give me. Because if you know God and God speaks to you, then God's got you. And so for the last 20 whatever years that I've been here, I've been saying to the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want? Pastor Selena is talking about, I want, I want, I want. My heart says, God, what do you want? I'm here to serve you. And for the last 24 years, 25 years, I've been saying, Lord, what do you want? And when I'm driving down the road, the scripture pops off in my spirit. I shall not want. And the Lord said to me, what do you want? Now I got a, I got a blank checkbook. So I said, Lord, I want... I, I want this for the, and he said, no, that's for the church. It's not for you. I want this for my kids. He said, no, that's for your kids. It's not for you. What do you want? Oh, then I got creative. I had to process that statement for a minute. See, because when you're in the mode of I want, I want, I want, you can't think about what does God want because you're just thinking about you. But when you're in the mode of, I'm here to serve, I'm here to serve, I'm here to serve, I'm here to serve, you're not in the mode of what I want. See, when you lay down your life to serve someone else, you're not looking for them to serve you. You don't want anything from them. You're blessed to be a blessing. So your mindset is completely different. And so I've laid down my life to bless everybody around me. That's how I live every single day. And now the Lord says, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know what I want. Because I've lived my life blessing other people's wants. Man, i got some new wants, guys. And I'll just share one of them or two of them with you. You say, well, why is this important? Because I want you to know if you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. And you can move from need to overflow. 
And that's what I'm stepping into, a little overflow right now. So I told the Lord, I want a game farm in South Africa. I want a game farm in Africa. I'm going to have one of those. Yeah, I am. And we're going to have a safari truck. That's right. We're going to have safari. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to build pure tours. That's what I want. No, I'm actually going to have an airplane too. It's going to have pure air on the side of it. And then I'm going to fly people to my game farm in Africa. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I want. I'm going to have an airstrip on my game farm. You say, why are you sharing this with me? Because we serve an amazing God that loves us. And if you'll just give your life to Him, and you will serve Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you'll seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously, He will add all things unto you. It doesn't happen instantly. But as you think about it, you're going to live with God forever. Into eternity. This doesn't end. And so, a hundred years on earth... Imagine what God can do in you and through you and how God can bless you. Amen. And so I I want to encourage you today. Just give your life to God. I remember at age 23, I was, it was my birthday. I was sitting at my brother's place in Johannesburg and I had lost everything. Ask my mother the state I was in, she'll tell you. I looked a little scary. And on my 23rd birthday, I said to the Lord, I have screwed my life up. And if there's anything you can do with me, I give it to you. I turned 50. And I look at what God has done in my life in the last 27 years. And how he has blessed me. The greatest decision you can ever make is not just coming to an altar and saying, I believe in Jesus. But you walk out that door and you start living for Jesus. And then you don't stop pressing in until you hear His voice. And when you find that connection to His voice, your life will never be void of God ever again. You'll never wonder, is God here? Where is God? Because He'll be with you and you will know Him. And then He'll start speaking to you. Do you know the first thing the Lord told me to do was clean up all the junk on the inside of me? See, everybody wants to walk in the glory, but we've got to take the trash that's in us and get it out of us. And I had a whole season of dreams and encounters with God where He was correcting me, where He was showing me stuff in my heart that was out of whack and out of alignment. And so there is a period where God has to clean you up on the inside. Look at somebody and say, you don't get to the promised land until you walk through the wilderness. See, and everybody's looking to jump straight to the promises. But you got to get all of the trash that's in you out of there. All the stinking thinking, all your thoughts. Do you know you have to surrender your will to the will of God? And it's not just saying, Lord, I surrender. It's when I walk out that door, I no longer live my way. I live the Lord's way. I live a crucified life. That means I've disciplined myself to do what God said. 
See, and a lot of people aren't willing to put in the work. But if you'll put in the work, you'll get the reward. Can you say amen? And so I want to encourage you today. Everything is available, but it's not instant. And as you serve Him, He will speak things into you. And when He speaks it, you now have faith to operate in that authority. Let me read one more scripture and we'll close. Go to Romans chapter 12. The Romans are coming. Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 12. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all He has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind you'll find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Watch this. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. You see, I can see my friends operating, doing things in their ministries, and I can compare myself to them and say, oh, you're a slacker. Look at what they're doing. I get around Pastor Rodney's ministry, and I feel like I need to actually get a, get a life. Like what you're doing, it doesn't have any impact. It's pathetic. Look at somebody and say, comparison is a spirit of jealousy, and it brings destruction. Don't dare compare yourself to anybody else. Because you are unique, and you're not like anybody else. And you have an assignment, and you can only measure yourself according to the assignment God has given you. According to the faith God has given you. Don't think that you have authority to do things that God never gave you authority for. You have to measure yourself by the authority given to you by what God said. See, I have authority to do this. My wife and I have authority for this because we both had encounters with the Lord and the Lord gave us instruction to start the ministry. So this isn't held by me. It's held by the power of His Word. We have authority to launch Club Pure, the Youth Development Center, because Misty had an encounter with God. And from that encounter, we launched Club Pure. All the youth development stuff that we're doing. The Lord said to me that we would have an international ministry. We'll build a house. We'll have the international ministry. We built the house. We broke into international ministry. Then the Lord said to me, build in Kenya. Are you with me, guys? So we're not doing things that are outside of the faith God has given us. We're doing everything in line with what God has said. 
And when your life is in alignment with what God has said to you, because you're the Holy Spirit joined to your spirit, and you know the thoughts that are in the heart of God, and God speaks, do this for me, you step on His Word. Now you're living by faith. You're not living by calculation. You're living by revelation. You're living by what has come out of the mouth of God for your life. And when you walk according to what God has said to you, the world thinks it's foolish. But you have confidence that what God said is real. And family, that's how we do everything we do. It's not sustained by our strength. It's been sustained by the Word of God. And so you have to check, where is my life doing things that God never said I should do? And you need to have a pruning service. You need to cut some things out of the way. This is not part of what God said. This isn't part of what God said. I'm only going to do what He said. I will live... By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father first doing it. I don't say anything unless I've heard the Father say it. So if you're a minister, you're going to get a message from God and you'll preach that message. I have a message that I carry a grace for. Reverend Melissa is coming with a message that she has grace for. And her message contains a deposit of faith into the body of Christ. There is a massive faith deposit coming this week for us. Don't look at the hair. Don't look at the makeup. Come for the grace that she carries. Look into the spirit and see that she, she carries a deposit of faith that you can draw from. Stand with me this morning, afternoon, evening, wherever we are. So Tuesday night, we're gathering for some prayer and worship here from 7 to 9. You're welcome to attend. We're just going to start the week off. Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Thursday night, 7 p.m., Friday night, 7 p.m., Saturday night, 7 p.m., Sunday morning, 11 a.m. And then ladies, you have a special ladies only brunch, if you've registered, on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here. So it's going to be an action-packed faith week. Amen. Come ready for the substance of faith. There are a few spots, maybe four spots left open for the ladies. You better rush and get them. It's going to be a powerful Saturday morning, one you do not want to miss. God has got something special for the ladies in this house. And if you'll come expecting it, come ready to receive it, you'll get it. Look at someone and say, I'm going to get it. Tell them you're going to get it. Say, we're going to get it. Say, I got it. I can't explain it, but I got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Got it in my talk. I got it all over me. Raise your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you that our hope and our expectancy will not be denied. And Lord, we are ready for a deposit of faith. Father, I thank you that you're going to speak to every heart and every life.
that you're going to show us things to come. And Lord, you're going to deposit things in our heart this week that will carry us for the years to come, Lord God. Father, we thank you that we don't have tradition and religion, but we truly have a relationship with you, God, and that you are here with us and among us, Lord. And I thank you for your grace in our lives. I thank you, Lord, for your love. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. You say hallelujah. Lift up your name, you are the way, the truth, and life.